Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 103. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic, four tips for your after-shoot workflow. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. The summer heat has kept me indoors a lot the past few months. My time in the landscape has been sporadic at best. It's now September, and things are ever so slightly starting to cool off in the northern hemisphere, and I'm getting back out with the camera again, and I've noticed I'm a little rusty. My muscle memory is in need of some retraining, and I really noticed this in my after-shoot workflow. I'm talking about that time after capturing the photos, getting them into my computer so I can get on to processing. And I have four tips to share with you to help streamline your after-shoot workflow. Well, uh, well, they certainly help me, and I'm hoping that they will help you too. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating and especially a review for the podcast. Those help more than you can imagine. iPhone and Mac OS users can rate directly in the Apple Podcasts app. You can also leave a rating via the web at podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. Okay, let's get right to it. Four tips for your after-shoot workflow. Tip number one, charge your batteries while you import photos. Now, I use several cameras in the field. Maybe you do too. And I'll often go through a battery or two with each body. Before getting those memory cards out and plugging them into your card reader, get your batteries out of your cameras, the spent ones that are in your bag, and start recharging them. Batteries can take a while to recharge. Let them do that while you're downloading photos to a computer. And the idea here is to be ready for the next shoot. You know, tighten that loop of getting prepared for the next outing. Like when I'm on a photo trip, this is sometimes quite important between sunrise and sunset shoots, or even, you know, a mid-morning and a mid-afternoon. There might be some downtime midday, so I'll turn to importing and cataloging images I've already captured. Well, I'm not using the cameras then, right? So get those batteries charged, and when the afternoon rolls around, spent batteries are topped off, and I'm fully loaded for the evening shoot. So tip one, charge your batteries while you're importing. Tip number two, import photos first and video second. If you capture only stills, then you can skip this step and a couple of minutes ahead in the podcast, I suppose. But if you're like me, you capture both your still photos and video in the field. So I download my stills from the memory cards first, get those importing into Lightroom. Uh, or you know, whatever application you use. I, I'm using Lightroom. The import process in Lightroom starts, and while that's going on, I'll return to the memory cards and pull down the video. Why? Well, at least for Lightroom, importing takes some time. Uh, well, to, to be more accurate, generating previews takes time, and I still like my full-size previews. Uh, I'm not a prolific photographer, so I don't have thousands of photos to go through, uh, but I don't like waiting for those on-demand previews 
while I'm culling and rating and doing other parts of my workflow. So while Lightroom's off doing its preview generation thing, I use that time to download and catalog the video that I've captured in the field. So tip two, photos first, video second. Tip number three is to cull photos during import. I'll explain what I mean here. There are some images that are not even worth bringing into your photo software in the first place. You know the ones, the blurry photo, uh, the book ends at a burst sequence where a moving subject is squeezed at either edge of the frame, or the supremely under or overexposed photo. Most photo software shows you thumbnails of the images you are about to import from a memory card. And quite often, you can see those obviously flawed images with just the thumbnail. Deselect those. Don't waste your time importing them into your catalog to only turn around and delete them later. Cull during import. And tip number four is work only on your selects. Now this seems like an obvious one, and admittedly, it, it is. You know, work only on the photos you really care about. But depending on your workflow, this can save you a lot of time working through the photos from a session. Now my workflow is pretty rigorous. Before I process a photo, I rate it with a star rating, I geotag it with GPS coordinates, and for my higher rated images, I add keywords, and I do all of those things. And only after all of those things are done will I process the photo. I basically pay a metadata tax before I get the reward of post-processing images. And yeah, it took me a while to get in that mindset, now it's second nature, and I get rich metadata that makes finding my images a whole lot easier months and years later. Now, your workflow may not be that structured, but I'll bet you have a rating system. Maybe it's star ratings, or a like and dislike tag, or a pick or a flagging approach. Whatever it is, do that part of your workflow. And then, only work on the images that you've marked worthy. Don't occupy your time even looking at the images that didn't make that first cut. Your photo software probably has a filter that you can show only images that you care about. Things that are rated a certain number of stars or higher. Or maybe you use color labels for things that you like. Or the pick or the flag. Filter. Hide all those photos that you don't care about. Spend your time working on the ones that you do. Like I said, if you have a, a relatively multi-step kind of workflow like I do, when you've taken a few hundred photos and only 50 of them make the cut for you wanting to spend time processing them, it saves you a lot of time, a lot of scrolling, just a lot of your attention can be focused on those images that matter. So that's tip number four, work only on your selects. So let me run those down for you one more time here. Tip one, charge your batteries while you import your photos. Tip two, import your photos first and your video second. Tip three, cull during import. And tip four, work only on your selects. And by the time that's done, those batteries, they're gonna be charged and ready for you for the next outing with the camera. 
Some studio news this episode, uh, an update on the podcast migration. I mentioned that in the last episode. The podcast has moved. It's at its new home, scottdavenportphoto.com slash podcast. And if you're hearing this, the feed is working. You're getting this episode from the new feed. That's the only place it lives. And uh, things seem to go smoothly. I didn't see any hiccups uh, from my iPhone, which is kind of my, my test bed for the podcast feed. I didn't see old episodes showing up as unplayed or things like that. Things seem to behave on the on the back end side of things as well. So I hope that experience that I had is the same one that you had. And if you didn't notice anything, perfect. That's exactly how this was supposed to go. So once again, the new feed, you're hearing it now. You've, you've got it working. ScottDavenportPhoto.com slash podcast. I'm, I'm very happy that this, uh, this migration went smoothly. Uh, another bit of studio news is related to photo software. You know, we're entering that time of year when many photo companies refresh their products. They come out with their new features. You know, if you like getting new software, we're entering a fun time of year. If you follow me on YouTube, you'll have seen a load of on one videos posted by me in the last month. I did this whole mini series about all of the on one masking tools top to bottom. And then on one announced photo raw 2023 and added this ridiculously cool masking features. One of them is called super select AI. I, I Posted a video um, with the with the highlights of this new new edition uh, just last week, and if you're an on one user and you're 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 looking to up your masking game, check out my my YouTube place you know playlist. I got a series on on masking as well as some of the stuff that's going up about 2023. You're gonna love it. Uh, and if you are thinking about upgrading, please support the podcast. Use my affiliate link. It's in the show notes. I've got an offer code in there for you too, SDP20. It'll save you 20% from On One products. And uh, that code works on most purchases. If they are doing some super extra special deal, then it might not work. But hey, try the code. Might save you some money. Uh, there's also been some activity from the folks over at Skylum. They've started adding these extensions to Luminar Neo. I haven't been following Skylum's roadmap that closely in the past few months, but these extensions did pop up on my radar. Extensions are kind of like plugins to Neo, although you now Skylum is creating them. They add like optional functionality. It does come at additional cost. You know, these extensions are things you can opt to purchase. Uh, right now they have like an HDR extension. There's one for noise reduction. They've done some teasing of uh, more extensions planned. So it's nice to see that they're rounding out their ecosystem. Um, whether or not you use Luminar as your primary editor, as a finisher, as an adjunct tool, what have you, I always like to see other photo vendors doing things in the photo space because that's good news for us is there's people and companies out there innovating, pushing forward, and uh, it lets uh, lets other companies know, hey, you, know, you can't you can't sit back and relax because you know there's going to be someone else out there who's going to come up with a newer feature. Make sure you you know you keep pushing forward. So I'm very happy to see that that Skylum's doing more work there. And um, honestly, if you didn't know, um, Skylum's based in Ukraine, so their home country is still waging a war. So credit where credit is due. 
they continue to iterate and improve Neo under far than less ideal conditions. So you know, kudos to Skylum there. One more photo editor I looked at recently is Radiant Photo. This is the new kid on the block. Uh, it's releasing mid-September, so when this podcast airs, it might be right around the time that Radiant Photo is hitting the market. This is an evolution of Perfectly Clear, if you'd ever used that software from IQ, E-Y-E-Q in the past. Uh, but Radiant Photo is a very strong AI-powered editor. Does a solid job of getting a photo 80 plus percent done with basically no work. You know, it, not only does the AI look at objects and understand things, it's also doing pixel level comparisons and making these very small micro adjustments to out of the shoot get you, you know, a well balanced, well exposed photo and then, you know, do some AI smarts to make it even even nicer with <laughs> literally not lifting a finger. And uh, I've talked directly with the folks over at Radiant Photo uh, because this this tool is is interesting, but it's different. You know, they're they're not aiming to be a one-stop tool. You know, this, this tool will do everything for you. It'll fit for some photographers. It won't fit for others. I'm still exploring the software to figure out where it fits into my workflow. And there's a couple of spots where I do see it as a nice fit. And um, if that sounds intriguing to you, Look in the show notes. I did a more in-depth review of Radiant Photo on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you're interested, you can go check that one out. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks, as always, for listening, supporting the show through comments, reviews, shares. I'm going to try to not have such a long gap between this episode and the next one. I know I've kind of fallen into a three- to four-week gap between episodes. I'm hoping to tighten that up as we get into uh, into the winter months here in the Northern Hemisphere. So if you haven't seen an episode from me in a couple of weeks, feel free to call me out on that. Send me a message, use the contact form on my website, and just say, hey, Scott, you know, wh where's that next episode? Or if you've got a topic you would like me to discuss, let me know about that too. It's always nice to hear from the folks that are listening to the podcast and you know, our, our little community here. Uh, but until then, enjoy your photography. I hope the tips I shared about speeding up your after shoot workflow are helpful. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun. <laughs>